we are going to finish our series we've been in over Christmas called Swipe Right. And we're going to finish it in a fun way. So you see up here couples, faces that you may recognize, faces that you may not. And, um, and so hopefully over the next few minutes, you're going to have a chance just to hear from, from each of these individuals. Um, hear their story, hear their relationship, hear some of the things that they've experienced that hopefully will encourage you or challenge you in, uh, in your own relationships and uh, in this area of your life. And so I'll say this, one of the things that's really, really important to me and to us as a ministry, specifically when it comes to, to um, relationships, is we want to put as many godly, healthy examples of dating marriages and, and relationships that we possibly can in front of you. Um, because quite honestly, for, for the most part, a lot of you, what you have seen is the negative. You've seen the relationships that don't work. You've seen the examples of, of unhealthiness. And so maybe it's in your own family with your parents. Maybe it's your friend's family. Maybe it's just the things that we see every single day in our culture that maybe even subconsciously get you to believe that healthy relationships aren't possible. And so I think in moments like this for us to give you hopefully healthy examples of dating and marriage relationships, for you to be able to see, hey, this can work. Like when, when we choose to do it God's way, when we, when we choose to, to, to follow after him and take those steps um, in our journey with him, this is what it can look like. And it's not perfect and it's still messy, but it's, it's healthy and it can look really good and, and you can experience that. And so my hope as you hear this is there will be some, some nuggets, some information, some pieces that you will take away that you can begin to apply to your own life and some of the relationships and maybe the perspective that you have that will bring you to a, a better, more healthy place in this area. And so let me go ahead and introduce the couples to you. So this is Nick Montano. Did I mess that up? Yeah. Just, um, did just, I really? Just a little bit. Man. Monaco. Monaco. <laughs> Nick Monaco. This is, and I'm doing their wedding too. I better, I'll, uh, don't worry. I will. Yeah, by September or August, I'll get August, it. Yeah. August. I got to know the date too. Let's, <laughs> let's start over. So let me introduce you to the couples up here. <laughs> this is Nick Monaco and Lauren Davis. This is Caleb and Caitlin Bloy. And then this is Turner and Candace Edwards. So all of these, uh, for, for the most part up here, are either were students in, in Reckless, um, or they're now serving in as small group leaders and, and things like that on a Wednesday night. And so um, I'm going to give you guys just a moment to kind of take, take a second, introduce yourself, introduce, just share a little bit of your story, how you met, just kind of where you're at in your relationship. Hello. Okay. Um, so Nick and I met uh, in 2015. It was my first or second day of college, um, and he was on KSU's Campus Green, and he wanted my number. He was like this hot older guy, so I was totally into it. Um, God has played a huge role in our relationship, uh, so we met in 2015, and then um, earlier this year in January, he proposed to me, and we're going to be married next August. Awesome. All right. All right, my name is Caleb, and this is my wife, Caitlin, and we met um, freshman year of high school at North Paulding, and um, we started dating um, sophomore year of high school. She finally worked up the courage to ask me out, and that's <laughs> kind of the rest is history. We, we dated for about seven years, and then got engaged the end of our senior year of college, and then got married um, on our seven-year anniversary. 
So we've been married about a year and a half now, and it's been the best year and a half of my life. So. Nice. Yeah, uh, Candace and I actually met in high school as well. Uh, I think we've been together since 2010. Um, we dated all through high school, all through college, got engaged uh, the week I graduated college, married about a year later, and we've been married about two years this spring. So that's where we're cool. at. It's cool. So we got two high school flames up here, relationships that lasted, uh, that beat the odds. So that's awesome. Um, all right, so I'm just going to ask, we're going to ask a series of questions and, um, and just kind of let you guys answer as, as you want to. So kind of the first question. So the, the culture that we're in nowadays, it paints this, in a lot of ways, paints kind of this fairy tale picture, right? Relationships, man, meet your Prince Charming, you're going to live happily ever after. Like in so many ways, even though that's not our experience, like it seems easy. It seems like everything is just perfect and it's supposed to work out and, and relationships are supposed to be easy. So... My, my question is, what were your expectations in terms of relationships like when you were in high school and how has that played out for you? So I grew up going to Reckless and Revolution um, and so my expectations were, and it's not a reflection on Todd's teaching, um, but my expectations were that I was going to meet a Christian guy, that it was going to be super easy, that we weren't going to fight, um, and that we would like maybe argue about like food and dogs, but that would be it. <laughs> So my first year of, or my first week of college when I met Nick, um, and he's okay with me sharing this, but he wasn't walking in faith when we first met. And so the first whole year of our relationship was me internally fighting with God put this man in my life. I know I want to marry him, but he's not walking in faith. So having to deal with that internally and then deal with the expectations that I had, like, God, why did you put this man in my life, but he's not walking with you. And finally, God, through Bible verses, through friends, through just a bunch of scripture um, she, like told me that if we were going to continue going that I had to change my expectations and that I had to kind of confront him with that so I did uh, and I asked him if we're not going to put God in the center of our relationship then we can't date um, so about a year after we were dating um, August of like 2016 we decided to put God in the center of our relationship and that changed the whole game for us and it didn't make it easy like my expectations thought but it did give us grounds of truth to stand on um, and a lot of grace to give each other um, because we got it from God. That's good. That's awesome. Um, so, so you've learned and I think all of us that are in relationships especially when you step into marriage that it's, it's the opposite of that like it's hard it takes a lot of hard work. Um, so what have you guys learned in terms of um, learning to fight hard for your relationship? Um, in what ways have you had to fight hard for that? And why, I guess the question would be, why, would, why was that the choice rather than taking the easy way out and just giving up? Why, why did you choose to fight and what did that look like? Um, so I think the easy thing to do in relationships is to avoid, avoid conflict, avoid uh, confrontation, avoid the tough conversations, and, um, you know, for us, that was, that was the case in high school. Um, we didn't really talk about our faith much at all. Um, it wasn't, it was a topic that we were kind of on different pages as far as our, as our walk with Christ, and I didn't feel like I could bring it up, and I think being the man, you're supposed to be, you know, the spiritual leader in the relationship, marriage, you know, dating, or if you're engaged, you're supposed to be the spiritual leader, and I, I didn't feel like I could do that because of fear. Um, I was afraid of, of, um, of just, you know, offending her or causing a rift in our relationship. 
and it wasn't until um, we get to college and then we we break up and I felt like um, the reason we broke up was so God could do work in our life and, and stir things that we you know we, we couldn't didn't feel like we could talk about certain things together and so um, we got back together uh, freshman year of college and things changed um, Caitlin actually accepted Christ um, to be a personal savior freshman year in college which was huge for us and I rededicated my life as well and so we got back we got back together uh, freshman year in college, and it was, it was different. You know, it, it's not easy um, putting God as the center of your relationship, but that's what we've had to, what we had to do. And um, since then, it's, it's, made, it's made a huge difference. Um, you don't have the ability, like, you can make the choice, like, I'm going to be a better husband, I'm going to be a better wife, I'm going to be a better boyfriend or girlfriend. But if you don't have God fighting for you, then it's all for nothing. So you got to make... God a priority, and don't be afraid to don't be afraid to to offend you know your boyfriend or girlfriend. Bring it up. You know I think culture today like like um, they make you not want to talk about Christianity. They make you not want to talk about the tough the tough um, subjects. But don't be afraid to to bring it up. And um, because you know if God's not the center, you you have nothing. So it's good. So for Turner and I, we really had to fight for our relationship in college. Um, we did all four years long distance, and it was really tough. Um, we would go three or four months without seeing each other. We both had school and work, and honestly, just temptations of being in college getting in the way of our relationship. So we really just had to decide, like, is this something worth fighting for? Do we want a marriage someday, or do we just call it quits, break up, move on, and find someone else? Um, so we had that talk, and we prayed a lot, and we just decided that this was something that we really wanted and that this relationship was worth fighting for. And so it took a lot of work and a lot of effort. We had to prioritize our relationship. And even though it was really difficult and really hard to do, I think ultimately it really did prepare us for marriage because marriage is hard. It takes dedication. It's messy. We argue. It's not perfect. And so just learning how to fight for our relationship early on just really prepared us to fight for our marriage now. That's good. Um, so one of the things we were trying to talk about tonight in, in this context and also you guys later in your small group is kind of the, the idea of romance and intimacy. And, and a lot of times I think in, in our culture nowadays we have kind of a very narrow perspective of what those words mean. Like when we, when we hear romance or intimacy we think sex. Um, but that's not, that's not what it, it is at all. In fact, here's, here's kind of a definition if you guys want to write this down. Romance is the outward expression of love and affection. Whereas intimacy is the inward growth of a relationship. Emotions, honesty, getting to know the heart of the person, that kind of thing. Um, so my question is, what, what have been some healthy ways that you have pursued romance and intimacy that have strengthened your relationship as a couple? So I know for us, romance was one of those big things. Um, we took our love languages test this past weekend. And one of my biggest ones is, if not my biggest one, is quality time. And so the way that we kind of exhibit quality time and we show quality time with one another is that we serve in the Royal Cafe. Um, and that has given us kind of an outlet to spend time together for a purpose that's more than just ourselves. Um, it's shown us God's love through the people that we've met there, through the people that we serve, um, and it's just given us an opportunity to kind of grow with God. Um, the way that we show intimacy is that uh, she and I build Legos together. 
and we're, we're adults, and we build Legos <laughs> together. And what we do is it's, it's taught us communication skills with one another. It's taught us patience. It's taught us how the other person thinks. Um, and it's just given us our, an opportunity to be ourselves and to, to grow with one another in a very like, deep and personal way. But fun, yes. Very, very fun. My question is, who, who is the one that likes Legos more? That would be me. Okay. All right. I, I, didn't, I thought that was going to be the answer, but I just want to tell by looking at me. <laughs> no, come on. Um, all right. So I want, I want each, of, each couple to answer this one because this is important. Um, what role has God played in your relationship and how has that impacted you both individually and together as a couple? I guess I'll go again. Um, so for us, like she had mentioned, when we first started dating, I wasn't walking with Christ um, almost at all. I had when I was in high school, and I was very passionate about it. But as I got older, it, it was something that drifted away from me. Um, and I'm a firm believer that God puts everything in front of you to challenge you and to make you better and stronger. And one of the ways that he did that was putting Lauren into my life and through her, I wanted to be a better person. I wanted to be more godly of a man for her. I wanted to learn God's love so that I could learn to love her the way that I was supposed to. And it's because of him that our relationship is where we are today. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't be sitting up here talking about our relationship. That's good. Um, I would say that the role God has played for Caleb and I, especially since we've been married, has just been a defender. Um, when we first got married, I mean, we did pretty well, but we definitely argued a lot, and it was just like something random would happen, and then from that I would take, oh, well, he doesn't love me, or I'm not being a good wife, or he doesn't want to be with me, and then he would take something like, oh, well, she doesn't respect me, or she doesn't like me, and we were just blowing things out of proportion, and it really took us to get to the point where we realized that all good things are from God, and everything that's good, Satan wants to attack. And so we realized that having a lasting Christian marriage, like the enemy is going to be, you know, fighting us and wanting us to just be destroyed and pulled apart. So once we kind of realized that, we really just changed our perspective. Um, just, you know, we just realized these thoughts aren't from each other. This, it's from the enemy. So in order to kind of defend ourselves and, and just put the armor of God on, we really had to fully just as individuals pursue God, like full-heartedly just be all in. And in doing that, we, you know, we try to pray every day and read our Bible and just be in like a good community and in a good environment. And there's definitely a correlation when we are both pursuing God, our relationship really shows that. And we just like enjoy each other so much more. And as an individual, that's definitely, that's just changed my view of everything. So any other relationship situations, I'm just looking at it through a totally different lens, and I've just, it kind of fires me up to think, okay, the enemy doesn't want this for me. He wants me, you know, he wants to destroy me. He wants to kill me, and so with that, I know that if I have intimacy with God, which is my responsibility, then, you know, it just, it just changes things. It's just, so that's really been um, a huge takeaway that we've, you know, we're still working at, but we've gotten better, and it's just made a total difference in our relationship. That's good. So for Turner and I, God has just played a huge role in our relationship, and we've always tried to keep him at the center of our relationship. Um, growing up, I grew up in a household where my parents, they didn't have God in their relationship, and I saw heartbreak and just how it tore a family apart. And so I knew, especially going into our marriage, like that was something I didn't want at all. 
So we just really focused on what our relationship looked together, but also what our relationship with Christ looked like. And, you know, someday we would like to have a family of our own. And so it's our responsibility to make sure that our family knows what a Christ-like relationship and a Christ-like marriage looks like. But with that and having God in our relationship and in the center, we've just really seen what God really intended marriage to look like. And that is just this beautiful gift that God's given us. And when you do it right, it's it can be great. And we're not perfect. We make mistakes every day. But with God's grace, we're sitting here right now and sharing our relationship and our story. That's good. It's really good. Um, okay, so last question. Um, if you guys were to, to talk to your teenage self, right, um, which for, like, for Lauren, Caleb, Caitlin, you guys were students here, like, so this, this isn't that long ago. Um, so if you were to go back and talk to, like, your teenage self, like, what, what advice would you give? What things would you say to yourself that maybe would help prepare you for the relationships that you're going to experience in the future? Yeah, so I think if I were to give advice, I think I would talk about, um, you know, where you seek validation. I think a lot of times in our culture, people seek validation in things like social media and, you know, how many likes or followers they have or whether or not they went viral. And, you know, you're, you're trying to impress people that you don't know from really a personality that you've created when, you know, I think we should focus on the, you know, the <clears throat> personality that, that Christ has already given us. And he's, he's already given us... Um, the validation that we need. He's already given us, he, he made each of us in our own image. He, he gave each of us our own strengths and our interest. And I mean, he loves each, of, each, each one of us so persistently, even though we don't deserve it. And I, if that's not validation, I, I don't know what is. Good. Um, I would say two things, and they sound kind of contradictory, but I think they make sense. So the first one is to kind of like know how you view your relationship. So, I don't know, I, I've, like, known a lot of people, I'm sure you all do, who, when they are in a relationship, like, that's everything. Like, they cut everything else out. And I had so many friends who, they would date somebody, and then it was, like, bye to their friends, bye to their family. Like, they were all in. And so, there's a point where, like, commitment is good, but also, like, you're not married yet. And even as a married person, it's still super important that I have friends, Caleb has friends, we have other things going on for us. And I think that, I mean, I've just witnessed so many people who date and they're each other's everythings and then they break up. So I feel like if right now you are like noticing that you're not spending time with other people, you are contemplating like quitting like sports or activities or other things you enjoy, or even if you're a senior and you're like, I need to base my decision on what I'm going to do after high school on whoever you're dating, it's maybe not the wisest idea. Because if you break up, then you're kind of alone in that. And so I think that's really important. And then on the flip side, and this would have been advice I would have given myself, I didn't take dating very seriously. So, I mean, I was 15 and I was like, there's no way I'm gonna marry anyone in this high school. And so I was just like, well, if the person's like cute and funny, then like I'll date them, there's no harm. And I don't think I understood that, I mean, I could have ended up with someone, and by the grace of God, I ended up with someone who was a Christian and who respected me, but I could have ended up with someone who 
you know, I could have made a mistake and then still be living with that today. And so that's just so important that the decisions you're making now are going to affect you. And if you think like, okay, I'm just going to date whomever. And then when I'm 25 or something, I'll just wake up and start taking it seriously and date to find someone I would marry. And you're kind of building the framework now for what your expectations are going to be for, you know, how they treat you, what you get out of the relationship. And so it's just important that you you take that seriously in the sense that, I mean, nobody's perfect, but if you know someone that is actually living for Christ and, you know, you can tell through their actions and their words, then that's always a really good place to start. And I think that's, you know, the most important thing in looking to date somebody. That's good. That's good. Man, some really great um, wisdom, and just, I think just over the last few minutes, 25 minutes or so, got just a, a picture, a snapshot into their life. And, and so hopefully there are some things that you were able to take away from that. Um, I think one of the things, the goal as, as we stepped on the stage was um, to kind of break up the idea that, that there's either dysfunctional, crazy, um, what we see in the culture, or then if you do it God's way, it's easy. And and that's not true. I think really what you're looking at is you either choose unhealthy or you choose healthy. But even if you choose healthy, relationships are difficult. Um, relationships are messy. And, and even keeping God at the center, like you really, in all reality, you need, I think for all of us, we feel like if God was not at the center of our relationships and marriages, like how out of control it would get. And so God almost becomes that anchor in, in so many ways to that relationship that just kind of keeps us showing grace and keeps us being patient and keep that, those characteristics of the Holy Spirit that enable us to be able to, to work towards a healthier relationship when the easy thing would be to give up or to experience the unhealthy part. And so here's, here's the main point for us tonight if you want to write this down. Healthy relationships require hard work, commitment, sacrifice, and God as the foundation in order to experience the benefits that they can provide. So what we wanted to do over the course of this series is just to be able to encourage you to say, healthy relationships are possible. It is possible, even for you now as a, as a 14 or 15 year old, as, as maybe that isn't even on your radar in some ways, to think that the decisions that you make now and the steps that you take now really do impact your future relationships and can either set you on the course that's going to allow you to experience that healthiness, um, or it could end up causing a lot of pain down the road because of some of the choices that you're making but that it is possible for you to experience healthy relationships and at the end of the day it really does come down to you like as much as we want to prop up healthy examples of of marriages and and what relationships can look like at the end of the day it's it's a choice that you've got to make and so I guess the challenge as we close up tonight is what what is a step that you can take towards experiencing healthier relationships um, to experience God at the foundation, God at the center, so that you can be able to experience the relationships that he has in store and, and desires for you to experience. And so hopefully as we go to groups later, as we talk through this a little bit more, hopefully there's some, just some practical things that you can do to maybe rearrange your priorities, maybe rearrange some, th- some decisions that you're making that are gonna lead to a healthier place in, in this area of your life. And so let's pray together and, uh, and then we'll finish up tonight. God, we love you and we thank you for who you are. God, I thank you for um, these couples. God, for Nick and Lauren, for Caleb and Caitlin, for Turner and Candace. God, for their willingness to get on stage and, and share, God, their own journey and, and some of the struggles that they've experienced in, in their relationships. And God, it has is, it is not always been perfect, and it still isn't perfect. 
God, for Angie and I, it's, it still is something, is the hardest thing that we've ever had to do. And yet, God, I don't know that, that we've experienced more uh, of a rewarding um, aspect of our life than marriage. Um, when we're willing to put in the hard work and the commitment and the sacrifice and keeping you at the center. And so God, I pray that you would enable every student in this room. God, maybe they have made decisions that they are regretting. God, maybe they are taking the right steps in this area. God, I pray regardless of where they are, God, that they would tonight would, would start new, would evaluate and God, maybe rearrange priorities, do whatever it is, whatever it's gonna take so that they can experience your best and the life that you want to give them when it comes to relationships rather than what we see so often in the culture around us. And so God, we believe that your best is possible. We want to experience that. And so God, give us the faith to believe, the courage to do what is necessary to be able to keep you at the center so that we can experience your best. God, we love you and we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen.